And we're back here at New York Comic Con 2017. I am Ben Morse, Editorial Director of Digital Media, joined for the first time by... Marvel.com, Christine Din. Marvel.com, Christine Marvel.com, Christine Oh, you said Marvel.com. Yes. Yes, we're very, very happy to have you and very happy to have Mr. Christopher Hastings, writer of Unbelievable Gwenpool, just wrapped up. I am Groot. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here today. No, man. We were talking before the show started about what kind of an unexpected hit Gwenpool has been. How has it changed? I, it doesn't sound too extreme to say it changed your life, changed your career, but how has it altered uh, what's been going on for you to have this character who you, you know, we didn't know if this was going to make it past a one-shot, and it's now, God, God what issue are you on? Uh, I, I think issue 21 That's is wild. coming out. It's 20 or 21, yeah. But She's showing up as, as a guest star in other places. She's, <laughs> you got alternate reality versions getting killed in Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. It's pretty cool. How does it feel? Yeah, she's got a, yeah, another alternate version of her in Edge of Venomverse. Oh, yeah? Or, yeah, Venomverse, yeah. 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 Uh, I think she got she ran into some trouble there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's crazy. I mean, I, I initially got the phone call. It was basically like, we have this variant cover. We have a name and a costume. Mm-hmm. You know, Gwenpool, can you make that make sense uh, for like a one shot and we'll see where it goes mm-hmm. and I just like kind of just brainstormed for a couple days and then came into the Marvel office for a meeting and I was like alright she's a she's a girl from the real world and yeah. she's read all the comics and no other powers yeah. and uh, we, we just went from there yeah, uh, yeah so it's I did not expect to get a, a series this last for what, coming up two years now uh, yeah. yeah crazy crazy man what does it feel like to have like all the fans like really react very positively to it, and especially now seeing it in other places like our video games and everything? Uh, it's it's ab- I mean, yeah, that's insane. Like, uh, to, <laughs> like I, I mean, I've, like to have like a Marvel character that I've, I've you know co-created see like multiple video games like, and I you know I've I've worked in comics for years, and now suddenly I have a character that has like. I don't know, six Funko Pops? Like, yeah, that's... uh, I never expected that at all. Um, It's really cool. And, like, so many cosplayers. Like, yeah, like, that's that's the coolest part. I think what really fans really love is just that they can see themselves in her, you know. Here's this girl who just got... Who read all the comics, loves this whole world, and then somehow just, like, oh, cool, I'm in my own series. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no powers. I have no assassin skills, but we want it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She's she's maybe a little bit more Grand Theft Auto-y about mm-hmm. it than a lot of us might be in the beginning. But you know, if if you're uh, if you're you know making the comic, let's let's take let's go wild. Let's like really see the extreme of what an irresponsible person would do in a universe she views as fictional. But um, you know, that also like gave the opportunity to like start her off at that point. Like I could have her actually grow as a person and really start to like form attachments to the different characters and start to see them as a little bit more real and sort of has to challenge her world because she's right, it is fictional. But but at what point now is that real to her or not? And it's interesting to to go on that arc. What are some of the challenges of writing a character that, as you said, functionally has no powers but um, exists in the Marvel Universe? You found some pretty clever ways around it of giving her almost her own superpower just of knowledge, but how do you work around that? Yeah, so, I mean, that's the, the big one, is that, like, she she knows how rules work in certain genre fictions. Like, she knows how to form a good Dungeons & Dragons team for the thing where, basically, Arcade has decided to make his murder palace into a Dungeons & Dragons-themed murder palace. Um, so, like, little stuff like that. But also, like, her theoretically just being, like, you know, you know, like, 
just like knowing everything that's going to happen because she knows her secrets. Like that's a little bit too overpowered. Mm. So what happens is a lot of the times she makes an assumption about how the world works and she's right to a point, but there's maybe a larger truth that like she missed that like trips her up. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually like if she's using her powers that way, it'll lead to something happening worse than the situation she was already in. But, um, but now she is actually developing some real powers because her awareness of it being in a comic book has grown to Mm. a, a bit more of a cosmic sense where she now sees the actual yeah, pages. She's scary powerful. She's scary powerful. Mm-hmm. Immediately, yeah. The moment she has the slightest hint of these new powers, she's confronted by herself from way in the future yep. where she's mastered these abilities and has become this monster mm-hmm. and she has to like basically swear to never become her. So, so now we get to see her learning new powers of like what happens when she steps out of a panel like what is the limit of her time travel ability to like run through a comic book like by dodging through panels and stuff like that like can she like rearrange panels can she like you know grab a word balloon and smack somebody in the face with it um <laughs> you know stuff like that we know that um you know the art style for gary gary hurry has been really fantastic and it really complements the character yeah um what can, what can you tell us about like working with that team and we have a new artist coming in for the next art correct uh, yeah, working with Gary Hero is like incredible. They they are some of the like they're a dream, and they have absolutely been such a huge part of shaping who this character is. Like on the most basic level, I think I had a kind of a slightly darker vision for Gwenpool oh, wow. than when they came in. Like uh, I think it was going to be like the, her first arc was going to be like her in Bullseye, and it was going to mm-hmm. be like it was going to really like show how really dangerous it is to be somebody without powers messing around in this world because you know bullseye doesn't care no. uh but then i wasn't allowed to have bullseye <laughs> uh <laughs> so they said modok instead so then we kind of went maybe all for the best yeah maybe for the i absolutely think it's for the best i think i think um using modok instead as yeah. her main bad guy in that first arc like really helped the tone and then and then immediately the sketches started coming in from great hero and i was like oh we we need to we need to alter this immediately i have to catch up with them like with what they're doing because they have this immediate vision that was so cool and yeah they're just they're phenomenal storytellers like i i have to do so little work in like relettering stuff like that's that's again that's a very basic indication of like how how much you are gelling with your artist is like if you have to rewrite dialogue because like sometimes the panels don't quite look the way you imagine them when you wrote the script mm-hmm. but like we clearly see the story going the same way when I'm writing the script and we are just completely in pace with each other and yeah like it's anytime I compliment something like about career I have to like think about like all the other things I'm missing mm-hmm. that they do so great they're just all around an amazing artist and then um, yeah coming up for our arc where Gwen fights Dr. Doom mm-hmm. uh, we have Irene who's Strychowski Sure. I've never... Irene, I'm sorry. I've never said your name out loud before. Yeah. Uh, you know... I decided to just go for Hundreds it. of emails. Uh, my, you know, Gmail knows how to autocomplete it, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Irene, or Rainy Draws, as I know her on Twitter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have... So this is, like, the first arc where we're really going to show her, like, trying out her new powers mm. of, like, of jumping between panels and stuff like that in the Marvel Universe proper. She first learned about them when she was in this copy of her home universe as they were trying to basically like erase her from the Marvel Universe. Um, but yeah, and so she's decided to take on the biggest, baddest dude around, yeah. which is Doctor Doom. The thing is, uh, you know, Gwenpool showed up in the Marvel Universe right around when Secret Wars wrapped up. Right. So she hasn't been able to keep up with the comics anymore, which oh, was her man. old power. So she doesn't know that Doctor Doom is a good guy now. Oh, wow. uh, and that's going to kind of mess with her plans. Nice. You were talking about 
the arc where she meets her future self and it's kind of dark there are some dark edges to it obviously not knowing your original intentions to make this a dark book <laughs> it makes more sense but how do you write an arc like that after coming off you know a more fun arc where she's where she's goofing around with Batroc and Modoc or something like that how do you balance the darkness with the light in this book uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of my main concern. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, oh, how do I, yeah, it's like, that's, that's the thing I bang my head against the wall every day is like, I'm just like, okay, like this is maybe a little too goofy. Like I need to maybe humanize this a little bit, uh, but don't just have a scene where she starts crying. Like, uh, I guess, you know, stuff like that. See, I just, uh, it's a, it's, it's an art that I haven't figured out entirely. I'm sorry to say. Well, yeah. You're doing a pretty good job. Thanks. Um, I know that we see a lot of familiar faces and we have uh, Dr. Jim coming up, but can you tease anyone else that she will come across that she might fangirl over? Oh, uh, who, yeah, who else she might fangirl over? Uh, let's see, who do we, what do we have coming Oh, you know, um, we, 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 uh, let's see, I don't know, what am I allowed to tease or not? <laughs> uh, there's another Gwen that might be showing up. Ah, oh, that's a good one, right? Yeah, one. there we go. Yeah, all right, that's it. That's, like, it. that's the only tease. Interview over. No, I, I was like, I was like, oh, like there's like I realized like we have a ton of guest appearances coming up, and I'm like, oh, what's going? On? Like, yeah, we have that one. Uh, we have our, we have a Squirrel Girl team up. Oh, nice. That I'm very excited about. Um, you know, the Squirrel Girl writer Ryan North is like an old friend of mine, mm-hmm. and like we, anytime we we do something with each other's characters, like we 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 hash it out really mm-hmm. seriously, like to get it right. So like I have a very perfect like in canon Squirrel Girl appearance. <laughs> like very proud of that. Uh, yeah, that's a fun one. Uh, got something with Mephisto. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, a friend of mine, a fellow cartoonist, uh, Branson Reese, brought up this idea. He's like, wait, so like the devil is real in the Marvel Universe? I'm like, yeah. He's like, why aren't people fighting him all the time? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a great question. And that's a question I think Gwenpool would ask. So yeah. I wanted to work that in in the future. Yeah. So initially, Gwenpool, you just wrapped up I Am Groot. And I've got to say, I Am Groot, was one of the weirdest comics I have read in a long time. It was beautiful. It, 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 there, there was a kind of beauty to it, but where did you come up with the idea for this thing? It was, it was all over the place, man. Yeah, it's, it's a weird book. Uh, and I have to, <laughs> yeah, I, I will cop to that. And that's, that's what I wanted. Well, um, you did it. You <laughs> mission accomplished. Yeah, and I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the weirdness and a lot of the uh, success it had within it, it, I owe to the artist Flaviano. Great artist, yeah. Uh, you, you know, when I... When I talked to the to the editors, it was at first it was it was you know Jordan White and Darren Chan, um, and like about what I wanted to do with it. They're like, okay, so do this Groot series, and yeah, obviously he's a little kid, can't really say anything, uh, and so I thought a lot about like that sort of made me think about these like uh, video games like Earthbound mm-hmm. and like Legend of Zelda, where like the main character doesn't talk, but it's still a very full and vibrant world. And a lot of it, I realized, like, oh, that's, like, filled with all the other characters mm-hmm. that are, like, sort of made, like, in specific games, like, the situations are kind of metaphors for what's going on in the main character's life, so you can explore mm-hmm. that without them talking. So I kind of tried to do that with this and then bring in a, a healthy dash of, like, uh, basically, like, scary kid fairy tale type mm-hmm. stuff, like yeah. like Labyrinth that was a big yeah, one, yeah. and, like, uh, Return to Oz. That. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to be kind of like this sort of scary children's fairy tale kind of thing, but sort of fantasy sci-fi. So so I was like, yeah, we need to throw the weirdest character designs possible at it and all that stuff. But 
kind of maintain a humor and just really just try to have every character to be very well developed on their own, though you may not see their entire story. Um, and yeah, and everything is sort of this stand-in for this story about like Groot kind of struggling whether he knows it or not with his arrested development mm -hmm. and it's about him going to this planet that has this sort of halted development of its own mm -hmm. and people sort of living in these loops where like time is funny because he's dealing with this issue of like he can't grow up right and that's that's why that's all that weirdness it's meant it's very dreamy and like yeah. even in the end we kind of imply was it a dream yeah no like, no it wasn't <laughs> yeah well if we're on day two as we're at Friday now, we're Friday, oh, of uh, New York Comic Con. How's the show been for you? Uh, yeah, super cool. Uh, like, I, um, oh, what have I been excited to see? Artist Alley moved again. Mm, yeah. <laughs> all over the place, yeah, man. All over the place, because I went over to find it the other yeah. day, uh, go see some friends, and it was gone. Um, gosh, uh, what are some, I don't know, uh, yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm just like excited to see friends from out of town and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's like this this job you kind of work at home by yourself, yeah. uh, typing into the void. So it's nice to you know meet the other people who work on the same team as you. Nice. Yeah, we're going full circle as we wrap things up. What's coming up for Gwenpool aside from contending with Doctor Doom? What can we expect from the unbelievable Gwenpool series? Is is fighting Doctor Doom not enough? No, no, <laughs> uh, like that's a big one. Uh, yeah, so uh, I will say that the the end of the Doctor Doom arc, uh, while you know we are sort of contending with this idea that like Doctor Doom's not really a bad guy, like she Gwen always sort of struggles with how much she can actually change the Marvel universe by like having to wrestle against like the continuity of it, of like knowing that characters can die and be reborn again and stuff like that. And uh, we play into that a little bit, but I will say that like this one has like very real consequences for the rest of her series. Um, and I'm not gonna be more specific than that. I'm it's sorry. Fine, man. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Well, cool, Christopher. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love Gwenpool and we love I Am Groot, and we love what uh, what you've got coming up next. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. This is Marvel. Your universe. <laughs>